Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. Today, I have Gloria, who's in HR from Maryland. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm well. I'm well. Thank you for having me. No problem. So, Gloria, you know, we're, we're kind of nosy here on the show. So tell us a little bit about your love journey. Okay, so my love journey is um, I met my first husband. I say first, right? Like I've only been married once. <laughs> when I was um, junior college, 18, mm-hmm. 17, 18, we, we were friends first. We were really good friends. And um, he kept, you know, I was 18, couldn't date. So all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm out here. And then I got tied down at 18. So I never really dated. I never really dated, never really dated. And so um, I had, we had our first daughter when I was 22, about to be 23, we got married and I was married for years. We had four beautiful daughters, um, well, three. And then I started to file for divorce, um, but I don't believe in divorce. So I thought I was just going to do a separation. So I ended up pregnant with my fourth daughter. I was almost 40 years old pregnant making $40,000. Cause I didn't have to work. I was just working for fun. So, um, so that did not work out. It's, you know, it, it was traumatizing. By the time the divorce was done, my divorce, and I say um, seven is a good completion number. It was seven years that we had started the journey. Um, mm-hmm. Our, our divorce was finalized 2016. I had started in 2009, the year I got pregnant with my daughter. Wow. So have you been dating since then? What you been doing? So then um, I, my daughters told me I was too involved in their lives. So they put me on a dating app. And um, that was funny because I had the side view picture. I was like, I'm not taking my picture. And they took a side view picture, put me on. And it was fun. I like, I like to meet people. I like to talk to people. So I went out on a few dates. But what I found, Coach Cass, is that if a man takes you out to dinner these days, they think something else is going to go on. Oh, snap. Like you're stuck right. for rent just on a, <laughs> on a state dinner. Exactly. So I reconnected with my childhood friend um, during this time. We yeah. lived down the street. We walked to elementary school together. Um, he went away to private um, Catholic school in junior high. And then we got back in high school. We'd take the bus together. But we never really, you know, we were friends, whatever. Um, ran in different crowds. And so I reconnected with one of his friends via social media. And um, we just started hanging out because I was like, these guys, like, you know, what's going on with guys? It's like, you know, and I'm in this bubble, right? Because I was 18, 17 when I, you know, so I was like, guys think that. And he was like, yeah, people expect, you know, that's, that's normal. People, it's, you date, that's normal. Wow. So he said, I tell you what, you drive because he won't have one drink and drive. So he's like, if you drive, I'll take you out. That was our arrangement. So we just used to hang out. And he was our mine and my girlfriend's go to guy to hear what the male perspective was on things. And so it evolved um, into dating for two years. I switched it up on him. Yeah, I I switched it up. I, you know, switched up on him. We dated for two years. Um, He asked me to marry him. I threw a 50th birthday party for him. And he asked me to marry him at his dinner, at his birthday luncheon. And so- um, Wait, 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 back it, back it, back it up. 
how did you switch it up on him? Because I know a lot of people that have that friend and they're kind of scared, you know, to like say we should be doing something romantic. So how did you do that? How did you transition from more than just friends into a real relationship and not, you know, friends with benefits, you know, sometimes that stuff happens. What, what did you do? Do you remember? I remember. Uh, <laughs> this is a family show, right? So, um, he challenged me, um, cause my neck was, you know, a little sore. So yeah. I, it came like other times cause he, he knew I was not interested. I thought you're married for life, right? You're not gonna. So he knew I wasn't, you know, it was, so he never made a pass at me cause I was like, Oh, you're like my cousin. And I was like, no. And so I did my neck one night. And um, he was like, I was like, can you massage? He was like, you don't want one of my massages. And I was like, what? I'm good. Like, you know, because I hadn't been my husband. The divorce was finalized in 2016. We were separated 2009, maybe 2011 was the last time I was, you know, whatever. And um, maybe 13, if you want to. But so it was a while. And um, so he was like. Previously, let me rewind. One time I um, told him I wasn't ready to go in because if I didn't have my kids, I was like, I want to hang out. You know, I I never got to hang out. I want to hang out. And he um, was like, nah, tonight's not a good night. And I was like, no, I want to hang out. He was like, no, not tonight. Because, you know, he was feeling kind of good. So he was like, not tonight. He had already made those boundaries with me because he respected that. Yeah. At this particular night, I was like, what? He was like, no, you don't want one of my massages. I was like, I'm good. Let's go. So he gave me a massage. And Coach Cass, honestly, it was the touch. Mm. It was his touch. Um, like, it just ignited. So I turned and I kissed him. And he was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. So so we didn't okay. tell any of our friends when we hung out for a while. So. Oh, okay. So then two years, 50th birthday party. Okay, tell me what happens now. So he proposed mm. and... I wasn't in a space for it at that time in our relationship. You said no? I did not in front of everyone. I did not, but I didn't say yes. So poor him, he's endured um, because I gave some stipulations on if we did get married, this is what I needed. And it was... So he broke it down to me the other day because we're still friends. Um, We broke down. I did say yes. Um, we were supposed to move in together, get married. COVID happened. And, you know, COVID either broke people up or it made babies. Mm-hmm. And so we were there. <laughs> and um, marriage wasn't happening, job situations, stuff. And I was just like, look, we're not doing this. Like, let's not do this. So it just, and he broke it down. He was like, chores. Um, yeah, maybe I didn't do the chores that you asked me, but if it's somebody being there in your old age, if it's someone, he's very logical, yeah. very logical. You know, he took care of me when I had my surgery and when I was out of it, he, you know, like he made sure my daughter eats lunch. Cause sometimes we'll be, I'll be working, you know, you're on the computer, right? Coach Cass, you're working. Oh, you forget yes. the day <laughs> and she'll be up. I forgot to eat my, feed my child. Yes, <laughs> okay. Guilty, guilty mama. <laughs> like, oh, hey, baby. <laughs> I don't even, like, I don't even know. And he'll come and he's like, hey, you know, 
she hasn't eaten yet. And he, he actually bring me food and then, you know, have me call her down to eat or whatever. So he's, he was like, now, nah, if you say that, then I, I fit the mark on that. I, I hold up. And so, so I've, I've thought about that. Um, but there was, it was just, I'm 50 something years old. I know what I want. And so he's been stepping up, trying to do wait, some things. Wait, what made you say no? What made you say, let's end this? <laughs> priorities, hmm. not being in sync on certain matters. Um, I think I didn't feel like I was, he was going through some things and I didn't feel like I was a priority. And I told him I felt like I was not important hmm. and I was not put first. And um, if I was going to be his wife, I needed to feel that way. I needed to feel secure in that. And what was and his so, response? Um, he tried, he did, he tried, um, he has a child mm-hmm. and him and his cousin made a joke. They're really close like brothers. And they made a joke that their daughters love them unconditionally, but the women don't. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I love you unconditionally. But coach Cass, our, I realized that maybe my love is conditional. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so is that my question? <laughs> put, a, put a pin in that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh man. So, okay. And you said <laughs> since then he's been, he's been he's on what, what, what has it been since then? Mother's day. He got my daughters together and um, he honored his mother um, on Saturday and we went over there and we had dinner and he cooks all the food and brings it to his parents. And, you know, like really, cause his daughter is with her mom on mother's day. And so, um, Sunday, he arranged all of my girls. One of my daughters is actually in California. I think you're in California now, pursuing her dream, her acting dream. And um, he had her call in. She put together a slideshow presentation. And I'm not an emotional person by any means, but it brought tears to my eyes. It was just putting a presentation. My daughter has just bought her first house. She set up the basement with lights and balloons and she cooked like all my favorites like potato salad rice and peas um brown stew chicken and he um coordinated all of that he coordinated it with the girls to have it and my girls do honor me but i think sometimes they forget to go all out for me because i don't care i'm not that big you know on show i just want you to but say you something you care I do. I do. I did care. I do. But you did care. And you're so stuff like that. He's doing things like that to show me that. So I'm... what do you need? What do you need, Gloria? Tell me. What, what is it that you need in your relationship? What is it that you need specifically? Um, I don't know that it's in the relationship. Maybe it's within me. Okay. Um, you know, I had a girlfriend make a revelation just a couple of days ago. She was like, "Why well, you're the guy in the relationship because I'm the one who's saying, mm, I need some things before I decide to marry you. And, you know, he's the one that says, I want to marry you. Let's get married. And I'm like, mm, let's pump the brakes a little, you know, and um, I do have the traditional value marriage, you know, the whole nine yards. My daughter's They'll probably kill me if they do listen to this podcast. I'll probably share it with them. But my daughters were taught to save themselves for marriage. And so I believe in the sanctity of the marriage and the marriage bed. And so the covenant between you, your husband and God. And so um, that was a big thing. So that's kind of like why I pulled back and I said, we need to, you know, put a halt on this. Four years, two years dating, two years 
engaged, we need to put a halt on it right now. If we're not moving towards um, these goals to being married, um, being married for so long before, and I was dating him for five years before I did get married. So it was a 30 plus year relationship. So um, I don't want to make the same mistakes. So, so did I ask a question? Why, why do you feel like it's a mistake? Where is the mistake in this? If I feel that there's some cause for pause, like if we're not on the same page spiritually, if we're not on the same page financially, if we're not on the same page parenting wise, I think we kind of are getting in sync on that, actually. Okay, so one of the, the, the biggest things that I recommend to any couple that's going down the road of marriage is to do a really good premarital class. Um, sometimes we do make rash decisions just based on feelings and how we feel and how he makes me feel. And we forget that, you know, there's some things that you really need to work through, right? So when you say spiritually, that's a big one for me because I'm a woman of faith. I'm a Christian woman, you know, so that's a big deal. I don't know where his faith lies, but um, taking a look at a good premarital class and what's a good premarital class? One that's like eight, nine weeks, you know, not just the one time meeting with a pastor somewhere, but like a class that you meet every week and you talk about different subjects, you know, and a good premarital class will try to break you up because you're talking about expectations. You're talking about the finance. You're talking about all these things. That's one. The other side is to take a class called Financial Peace University. I'm a fan of Dave Ramsey's and um, my husband and I, while we were dating, we took Financial Peace University and it just opened our eyes of how we think about money. And, and it was a class. And the beautiful thing I like about doing a class together with your spouse-to-be, with your significant other and all that good stuff, is that it's homework. So you're not here trying to school him. You're not trying to tell him what to do. Because that's some, sometimes that's how men feel. It's like, oh, you feel like you're better than me just because you make more money or you got this. You know, like we have different backgrounds. So, you know, we have different ways that we see things. So when you're going through a class together, it's like, Oh, okay, let's let's talk about it. What was that homework assignment? So how do you feel about this? Like my husband and I remember one of the assignments was to show each other your bank accounts and your credit score, you know? And it was just like, I've never done this before. And he was like, I've never done this before. I was like, me either, right? So this was like bare bones, like I'm supposed to show you my cards? What's happening here? You know, so to be able to be that vulnerable, to talk about that, you know, when you're used to holding it in your pocket, you know, so... Just, just going through the motions of uncovering what does vulnerability look like and really sharing because what I find too often in relationships is we get so surface level. You make me feel good. What are we eating tonight? We have a good time. Okay, this is good. You know, so that, that would be my first recommendation for you that if he's still trying to quote unquote prove himself, which is not the greatest place to be in, right? You know, for someone like, okay, pick me, pick me. You know, after a while, that's tough, you know, the seed that you're sowing in that relationship. So if there's an opportunity or a maybe for there to be a future with him, I, I invite you to, to have that real conversation of, okay, you know, we're, we were engaged and we wanted to be married. So I'd love for us, you know, if we are to be married to do this premarital class together and then decide together. We did, we did we classes, did. but we didn't do the financial. And I think the financial piece yeah. is a big did thing you, for so me. So what happened in the premarital class? <laughs> How much time do you have? <laughs> I got five minutes. <laughs> we, got, we had two pastors. Um, the first one I thought was a little younger and COVID happened and they had a family. So with the other one he seasoned, he was familiar with divorce and acquainted. So he would do, you know, he did the, we did the love assessment. We did the 
some kind of assessment outside of the love languages one, but we did some, and it was good. He was, he brought out some issues. And one of the things that my ex-fiance had brought up to me was, why do you take these classes and why do you do these trainings if you don't implement what you're being taught? Mm. And so, like I said, he's very intuitive, Um, but um, it was, I just, I got to a point that whole priority and it was a lot of different things, but one of the days he didn't keep the meeting a couple of times. And the second, like the, one of the times I was just like, I called the pastor and was like, I'm not doing this. I'm sorry to wasted your time. I don't want to get married because I have the, the, the need that I have to feel like I'm important. I am a priority. We are a priority. And I didn't feel that at the time. And so I told the pastor, I wasn't going to do it anymore. Okay. But so the I, pastor said, if you're not doing it, you need to be separate. And we weren't separate. We're still like just hanging out, doing all the family, familial stuff still. Right. Which you're still doing now. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, the, so Gloria, my, my, my last two cents then, since you started the premarital course and you're still allowing him in your space to do these special moments, there's still something there. So one, it's either you make a finite decision. This isn't it. Goodbye. Or say, you know what? I want to work on this. Let's do this together. Since you've been trying to prove yourself, let's try this and not do the, let's try this one more time, right? Because then that's still a proving type of situation. Then you either need to choose him or not choose him, right? Like it's your decision. And if you're going to choose him, say, I feel honored when we have a class and we keep it. And I understand things come up. But when we're canceling multiple classes, that does hurt my feelings. And to be vulnerable enough to say that hurts my feelings, right? So it's a little bit different than this is what I need to see in order for you to be with me, right? You know, like that, you know, come correct, you know, what I'm saying, you know, here's the checklist, what you you doing? It is pretty much like that, I guess. So we want to take it a little bit softer, softer. And I do have a, a whole class called Dialing to Your Feminine Side. But I, I really want you to think of what is the, I want you to think of what is the core need connection? What is the core need? Love. What is the core need to be, to be, to be in sync with the person I desire to marry? What does that look like? And sharing this, I want you to make a list. Yes, but share it in a way that's instead of prove yourself of, is this too much for you? Right? Like, this, I, I see these three things as a core need for me. Like literally think about what are my core needs, right? Because that's what it comes down to. I remember doing a class with a pastor and he said, you know, one of his core needs was juice in the fridge. And if juice wasn't in the fridge, he went crazy, right? <laughs> so like, what is, it could be as silly as you want it to be, or, you know, the words of affirmation, whatever it is. I want you to think about those four core needs. I have a whole list of questions to ask, but four core needs that you have and really think about those and express them in a way that's not, you know, I need you to do this now, but this is how I feel special, you know? And it's not just, you know, when I, when I call you answer, because then that feels like a, you know, demanding type of thing, but it's like, if I call, call me back, you know, like if you can't, you know, text, you know, communication is essential, you know, so I I want you to just journal and think about those things as a step before you have that conversation. But I don't want you to do any more of this. You know, he could do these nice things for me for Mother's Day, but we're still not together because then 
a part of you is hurting with that, and so is he. Deep. <laughs> so if anybody wanted to find you, how could they find you, Gloria, social media? Um, Gloria Chinqui is my G-L-O-R-I-A-C-H-I-N-Q-U-E-E is my Instagram and my Facebook. So it has my family stuff on it. Was this helpful? It has Greg all over my, it has all over my Facebook. Um, when I broke it off and was making that distance, I took him off. I think he should be off of my Instagram, <laughs> but he wasn't too cool with that. Was, was this helpful for you? It was, it was. Um, I think for me, I needed to get to the core of like, when you say it like pick me pick me that's insulting to a man and I never want to degrade him he's a very good guy and awesome man so I love it great dad thank you thank you you got something uh, to think about hi <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much you're welcome and for everyone it. listening in till next time keep loving keep laughing keep living and make sure to subscribe and share much love everybody have you ever wondered what to talk about on a date? Like gotten stumped about what to ask, what conversation to have? I know, that's why I created The Love Deck. This is the 60 questions I believe you should ask before choosing the one. And on the other side, affirmations just for you. Check it out, everybody loves them. And don't forget to tag me in how it goes. Bye.